0: Welcome to the Point Avenue podcast. In this podcast series, we're going to talk with Point Avenue students, teachers, mentors, and friends to discuss about their lives, learn some things from them uh, regarding their careers, about their life choices, uh, and about the inner workings of some of their thoughts. Today, we have a very interesting guest. She is Vi Huang. She's one of our admissions consulting students at PA. And she's also the founder of a project called Bank Me Microfinance. Say hi to the audience, V.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is V. Huang, and I'm the founder of Bank Me Microfinance. Um, I'm a rising senior at St. Mark's, and yeah, let's get started.
0: Yeah, I like the spirits. So, the first thing I guess everyone would be thinking about is what is Bank Me Microfinance? And you could share with us uh, the kind of stage you're at with the project right now.
1: Okay, so Bang Me Microfinance, it's a student-led microfinance that provides microloans to low-income people in rural areas worldwide. And we're actually one of the first um, student-led microfinance in Hanoi. So for those of you who are not familiar with the concept of microfinance, basically it's a form of financial service. So when people in an impoverished area, they want to borrow some money, they go to the bank, but they have like very limited access to the bank in rural areas. And even if they go to bigger city, they are not likely to pass the requirements since they're poor, they barely have any assets. Um, and even if the first two um, issues were to be resolved, um, the interest rate and the minimum amount of money they can lend out, it's very high for them to repay in such a short amount of time. So how microfinance resolved these issues is that we lower the requirements of people. So we only ask them very basic information such as um, how many children they have the information about their household or their lending history we also lowered the interest rate and the minimum amount of money we lend out to them so that they can repay the loan as easily as possible so that's how microfinance is um, currently we have we are in um, like a stable operation so we have established um, partnership with an adult led microfinance in vietnam We also um, had a fundraising pitch to investors um, last April, Um, and we have also let out money to people for about two months now, and we're having a recruitment process to recruit more members into our organization. So yeah. I
0: I can see that uh, you're kind of at that stage where uh, all the groundwork has been laid out. It's also interesting to see um, a bit of that motivation on why you want to create this project i guess it's for social work because you're providing small loans to uh, people who otherwise cannot get access to it from the banks
1: yeah
0: at a low interest rate too yeah can i ask what other kind of uh, inspiration or motivation uh, for this project did you uh, uh, get it from
1: Um, so actually i've I had never heard of, like, microfinance before until the ECs at point I've mentioned to me at something I would be interested in and something that aligns with my interests. So I just look into microfinance, how it works, and all the reputable microfinance institutions in Vietnam. And I get very intrigued by the idea of um, microfinance, just, like, lending out small loans to people, and I think that's, like, very sustainable and impactful. Um, But the main reason that I started microfinance is because um, the idea that, like, in society, people often blame poverty on laziness and like the lack of motivation, but more than often, it's not the case, it's about like the limited access people have to the financial resources in order to become financially independent. So I just want to break that um, barriers for people, and I feel like um, financial independence is like the most sustainable way to get out of poverty, because I feel like, sure, like Donating money, um, doing charity and like donating necessity, it's very impactful, but I think it's more impactful if you give them the money to open their own business, um, allow them to earn a living, become financially independent and potentially create jobs for other people, because I feel like necessities will run out eventually, but jobs won't. So that's why I want to create microfinance.
0: Mm. I also feel another thing you kind of want to say through this is that this is more sustainable than yeah. than, than charity work mm-hmm. um, uh, helping people get on their own two feet mm-hmm. financially uh, is better than giving them like a small amount of money yeah. and then end the project there Yeah. so let's talk more let's touch more on that sustainability mm-hmm. factor um, how is your business sustainable as in how long do you keep this project running for and what happens when you're, you're no longer in charge how do you pass on that um, yeah. to others
1: well so microfinance is how it's a very sustainable concept um because you have for example if you have a small amount of money say you have two hundred dollars you let out that two hundred dollars to a farmer in a rural area and then after like five months for example you get all two hundred dollars back so your money will not um be you lost your money you will not like go away just like charity because for charity you don't like $200 you just give it away but for microfinance you will get your $200 back eventually um, you will not lose any money but your $200 has the potential to like change many lives because you keep lending out money to people um, and micro and that's why microfinance is like very sustainable we only like um, can, like raise a certain um, amount of money from our investors, but we can like keep lending up to people for like uh, Like so many years. So our business model, it's very sustainable already But we also like try to reduce the risk for our investors because they invest money into our organization We want to protect their money. So what we do is we have monthly the fundraising events um, and all the profits collected from that fundraising events will uh, be used um to provide scholarship to underprivileged children and just in case because you know microfinance is also like banking services people some people are not able to repay the loan um mm-hmm. so the money will be lost away and we will use all the profits from the fundraising event to like compensate for that money so we still make sure that the investors still get their money back and their money is still protected um, another thing is that um, we still have to like evaluate the loan applications. We still have to like ourselves like choose the applicants to lend the money to. So we want to make sure that we have a good judgment and we know who we're lending out to and like the risk it takes. Um, when you lend out money to people. So we have like a very thorough um, training and like guidelines for every member of our investment department, like the p- department who's responsible to like choosing who to let out the money to. And we also partner with um, CEP microfinance, like a very large microfinance in Vietnam um, to organize an internship this August so that we can mm-hmm. have like a more hands-on experience and we can also like see how professional microfinance would like um, handle all the loan applications
0: I see yeah. so I'm glad to hear that you have some guidelines mm-hmm. and kind of like a benchmark yeah. to assess the loan applicants. Mm-hmm. I think that is a very important risk that you should consider when uh, you want to if you want to make this business model sustainable and you can satisfy your um, investors. Yeah. Uh, so we briefly touch upon that uh, some risks uh, regarding the, the project. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some things that you think the investors are concerned about and how do you plan to address them?
1: Well, I think the investors are mainly concerned about um, our business model in general because um, when we pitch our ideas to them, most of them don't even know what microfinance is so we have to like explain to them what microfinance is um, just like everything, our organization, the structure our past achievement, our micro lending model, our strategies, and our timeline—everything—so um, that they can like have a great understanding of what microfinance is, and they know that the microfin— the microfinance model—it's very sustainable. So they are able to like donate um, investor money in us, um, and we also have to prove to them that we have um, done this in the past, and the my. The microfinance concept it's um, proven and it has worked in the past so that they know that like it's not like a concept that high schooler just made up Mm -hmm. you know yeah
0: it's funny how you mentioned uh, microfinance uh, are not made up by high schoolers yeah because obviously high schoolers you don't learn this at school Mm -hmm. Um, because these things are are something that uh, maybe university students or even graduates uh, start doing these kind of microfinance projects because this the concept sounds complicated at first. Yeah, so where do you what do you find uh, the help? To, uh, on, on, on learning about microfinance and this project?
1: Yeah, so I got a lot of help um, from the ECs here at Point Avenue. So first of all during like the first day of being in microfinance, we struggled quite a bit um, with like figuring out our missions our visions and like which direction to go in so we Asked for um, Ms. Zhang Wei, um, who founded microfinance in her high school, um, for like advice and like guidance on like where, where to go and like which um, direction should we pursue. And then I also asked for a lot of um, advice, a lot of help um, from my AC Jason, and he just um, guided me on how to prepare a fundraising pitch to investors, and how to like reach out to um, microfinance in Vietnam for partnership. Um, And like the AC, the whole AC team in general were very supportive because um, they just helped me a lot with like managing the human resources because as a student leader, um, I faced quite a lot of challenges with like confronting underperforming members and like firing someone at my age or just like having difficult conversation with teenagers in general. And it was like very helpful. Um, And I remember one time I gave them like a practice fundraising pitch in preparation for like the official fundraising pitch in April uh-huh. um, and I think it's very helpful because like, even though it's not part of their responsibility to listen to a high schooler like, asking for investment, mm, they okay. still like paid very close attention to my presentation and they even gave me like, constructive feedback on the pitch afterwards
0: yeah. That's cool to hear, I'm, I'm happy you got that learning experience too yeah. uh, as a leader of the project mm-hmm. You mentioned that AC Jason mm-hmm. helped you uh, do the pitch. Yeah. Uh, how does that work? Can you give us more detail on how it works and how you can ask help from adults?
1: Yeah. So my AC Jason helped me a lot with like how I should structure the pitch and how I should like structure the presentation in general. So um, you know, like personally. I watch like Shark Tank quite a lot so one thing I learned from Shark Tank is that like investors they have money but they don't have time so you really should structure the presentation in a way that you answer all of your question and give them every single bit of information so that the only question left that they have after the pitch is that how much money will they invest in you so um my AC Jason just um helped me like uh, figure out which questions, like, investors would usually ask so that I can, like, structure my presentation in a way that, like, subtly answer all the questions um, before they even, like, get a chance to ask that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also, like, included a lot of information from, like, how microfinance works to information about our organization and how um, our strategies and timeline in the future um, so that they can get a sense of, like, where who we are, um, where we're at, and, like, what we will do in the future so that they can see like a future to invest in us and I think this applies to not only like um, a fundraising pitch or just like pitching to investors it could be applied to any kind of project students want to pursue um, from like uh, reaching out to sponsors for sponsorship which is inviting guest speakers because um, you just have to like um, understand the point of view of the person you're asking for mm-hmm. and just trying to like Structure your proposal in a way that answers their questions
0: And uh, I think this doesn't have to stay with uh, within the project side yeah. It can expand to life even yeah, There's this pitching strategy It mm-hmm. shows that you you have sympathy for people because yeah, you definitely. see things from their point of view you do your research mm-hmm. and You know how to structure a coherent argument to save time. Yeah, so the only thing everyone has to care about after you pitch is the money the financials so I think this is an important strategy that everyone can learn from and use in not just project planning but also everyday life when you need something from someone how do you think that this project has helped you in in life now and and perhaps in the future
1: um so i'm very interested in consumer psychology so i want to learn marketing in university so i hope that in the future i'll become a marketer um but i also want to be a marketer to promote like social cause and like um for a good cause so i think baby microfinance will definitely be a foundation for me to spread positivity and just to lend help to those who are in me
0: mm-hmm. And those who are in need here are also students who yeah. need directions on how to launch uh, new projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a closing statement, uh, do you have any advice for the students who want to uh, open initiatives like this uh, in high school?
1: Um, yeah, I, I have two advice actually. So the first one, it's more about like how to like plan your project during the first steps. So when you first start a project, just um, I think everyone should have like a reality check kind of thing. So basically it's like giving yourself an honest assessment of what you are, what your goals are, and what steps you need to take to get to your goals. Um, so for example, for Bang Me Microfinance, um, one of our first end goal was to provide microloans to people. Our struggles was that because we we're high school students, we have very like, we cannot like reach many like people in the rural areas. Um, and so like we figure out a plan to just partner with local microfinance so that they can refer customers to our organization and they can also like give us guidance on how to like assess um, loan applicants. And that's, um, so I think like students who want to pursue their own passion project should have a process similar to that. Um, But my second advice is that even if you plan out everything, don't just like don't be discouraged if things don't work out um, according to your plan. because. Um, during the first few days, like reaching out to our potential partners, we were quite miserable because we had got like no email replies from anyone, we didn't even get like a rejection letter. He would just like straight up um, ignore our email. And so, um, but eventually we managed to like land partnership with um, one of the largest microfinance in Vietnam. and I think and they really understand our mission and they're very enthusiastic about helping students like us. And I think that I wouldn't be like any happier if we were to like partner with any other microfinance. So just a final tip that um, just don't give up and don't be discouraged if things don't work out because if you um, are willing to put in the effort and if you stay resilient, keep a positive um, mindset, then things will work out and your hard work will pay off.
0: For sure, I also think that while rejection is part of that reality check that you mentioned, mm-hmm. it's also important to keep a positive mindset and just work your way up from there, from yeah. those mistakes. Yeah. Um, thank you for the advice, V. I I think I learned a lot from this session with you and I'm sure that our audience who will tune into this podcast will also feel the same way. Thank you for being the first guest on this podcast and I really hope to see you again Uh, in later episodes when you update us on the success of your project.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: All right, that's the end of the podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye! Bye!